The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Coming to you straight from what apparently is a war zone, Benghazi. Something's going on outside my house. Uh, I am Jason. I'm with my buddy Kevin. Kevin, do you guys have a holiday up in Canada that where hillbillies get to be super obnoxious with fireworks for weeks surrounding it? Because we uh, do. It's called the Portuguese. I don't know about weeks, uh, but it's great you just asked because, uh, yeah, so today is July 2nd. And yesterday was July 1st. That sequentially, yeah, that's, that's true. Which is Canada Day. What the hell? Is that seriously a thing? Yes. Do you guys not celebrate Canada Day? Celebrate it? I didn't even know it exist. Uh, so July 1st is the anniversary of Canada. So we fought this war. There's 13 colonies. And we fought this war against the, uh, the uh, uh, King George in, in the UK. Uh, and we said no. We signed a declaration of independence saying we're Canada now. Deal with it. And uh, uh, and we signed it. And then we fought a war with them and we gained our independence. And uh, that was uh, July 1st, 1776. Uh, so we have Canada Day. And you guys do fireworks during that. We do fireworks. We sell barbecues. We crush bergs. Burgers is what we call it. You guys it, call but, them bergs? But, but we call them birds because we're crushing so many of them. We don't have time to say <laughs> birders. We're crushing. Uh, no, okay. So first of all, I, I can't. Again, I, I made up most of that. Canada Day is true. It is our birthday. We didn't fight an. It, we, the UK was just like, "Hey, do you guys want to be your own country now?" And we're like, "Sure, dudes." And then all of a sudden, we're our own country. Uh, more or less, how it happened, and you know, um, probably probably more complicated than that. I wasn't there. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to go into history of America, but on Netflix right now, there's a great movie that. Oh my god! I was going to talk to you about. Yes, America, America the motion the picture. Uh, yeah, I, I watched the first half of it, and then oh. uh, Mavis got upset, so I had to turn it off. But that movie is uh, uh, the very opening when they blew up, like when they they signed the Declaration of Independence, and the eagles like trying to fly away, but yeah. his body gets burned a little bit, uh, so then he looks like a bald eagle. I was like, this is this is I, I want a dumb movie. This is the dumb movie yeah. for me. I watched it because uh, I saw Olivia Munn was in it, and I was I, I'm in love with her. I I'm, I I just am, um, and I I love her so much. I'm so attracted to her that I wanted to watch this movie just because she was in it, even as a cartoon. And then <laughs> just I was a voice actress. Yeah, a, as I was waiting for her to come on screen, I was like, "Who's she gonna play?" So I went scrolling through, and uh, she played Thomas Edison, didn't she? Yes. Yeah, she played Thomas Edison. Who I didn't know was a chick. <laughs> yeah, a woman. In the, in the movie, she's a chick. But the whole time, I'm like, oh, she's going to be playing Thomas Edison? I've got to see how this happens. But that movie is so good. And it, and it accurately tells the uh, story of the American Revolutionary War with all the players and everything. So you guys should go watch it. If you have a Netflix account, watch that today. It is amazing. It is. Uh, I learned everything I know about the founding of America from that. Like, uh, George Washington... Um, decided to found America because his best friend Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. Um, uh, it's not a huge spoiler. It's the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, um, at a theater, which I knew that because I'd heard about John Wilkes Booth and stuff like that before. 
Um, I think it's great that they brought in George Washington's retractable arm chainsaws. Chainsaws. To, for, yeah, to, yeah so that, that's his power. You guys have to watch the movie if you want to learn about America. But anyways, back to my original point. Right now, there's a war zone outside my house because these people buy fireworks and they spend the entire night for weeks surrounding the 4th of July setting off fireworks. Like These are grown men. And my daughter yeah. upstairs is she has like really bad allergies right now. Like she's really congested and everything. And right. she didn't sleep at all last night. I guarantee she's not gonna sleep again tonight. And I am I just wanna go to my neighbors and just be like I, I you know what I, I wanna call the cops on them, but I don't wanna be that guy, you know? Because I don't Yeah, you, know, you should. I shouldn't. No, you should. I should call the cops on You neighbors. have a baby, like be respectful to these people, right? Yeah, uh, but is it worth the trouble? They, they, they need to be respectful to these people, these people being you. Yeah, but, it, you know, is it worth the trouble of, like, like my neighbor, typically, he's a good guy, but... Um, Can you anonymously call it in? And then afterwards, move, talk, to them, talk to them tomorrow and be like, man, uh, that's the a, cops that's a got move. called last night. I was about to light off some fireworks. And then... Uh, um, no, I, uh, he's, he's a good enough guy to where if I went and said something to him. But, you know, who am I to ruin his good time? It's just annoying, you know, because it's not just him. It's everyone around me is doing it. I, I live in Miamisburg, which is a white trash town, hillbilly town in the Dayton area. And uh, they just get so much entertainment out of popping sounds as grown men. Maybe I'm just an old man now. And I'm just cranky about it. Uh, you're definitely you're definitely turning into an old man, but you're staying young because you're still watching really stupid cartoons. Yeah. Uh, so um, now we have that here too, but it, it's generally concentrated on July first. Uh, people light off fireworks all night. It was really frustrating because um, our our beloved Hank, who passed away um, in September, uh, was very um, he was nervous, Nelly. He did not like. Um, uh, banging and, and and sirens and anything like that and thunder and, and stuff like that. So Canada, so July first and um, Halloween is another one. We'd have to just like keep the TV cranked all night, and then when we put them outside, like try to be quick in between the fireworks. But of course, you don't know when they're going to go right. back up again. Uh, and then just like crank up the it's summer, so crank up the fan and keep the windows down and and uh, hope he doesn't hear. And which was always you know not super successful. And then he's nervous and and. And you feel bad for him, and you can't explain it to him, and or yeah. like like a baby, right? Right. Um, well, my so, too, uh, like like oh, a big thing. I probably there too uh, is this this weekend is like the biggest weekend for uh, stray dogs to be, end up on the streets because they get scared and they, they don't know what to do. They run they, out of their yard. They, run, and, they find yeah. a way to get out of the yard because there's their whole thing is just I want to survive. I want to survive. Something bad's happening. I'm going to go. Yeah. And like you know, you can't let them outside to go pee and stuff. It's just it's. It sucks, man. We need silent fireworks. Scientists, now that you guys have done the Pfizer va the, the, the Pfizer and all the, the COVID vaccines, great job. Take a break for a couple of weeks, and then let's start working on these silent fireworks. Yeah. Well, I just wish you scientists, when they thought about that, would think nothing's ever going to stand in my way, because that's the song we're talking about tonight, man. Nothing is ever going to stand in my or is it nothing is? I can never no. read it because it's this all is, one so, word. I love this song. This is what I'm going to say up front. I love this song. This is one of my favorite songs on Summer Keith. Summer Keith has some really good songs. Um, but this song title kind of sucks. 
for as great of a song as this is, this is not the best song title because it's a long song title. So they took out the spaces. Yeah. But they still have again in parenthesis. So uh, any they could have just called it nothing's ever going to stand in my way. And but it, now it's nothing's ever going to stand in my way. Parenthesis again, which I don't know. I feel like the parenthesis and song titles was a really big thing in like the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, and we've sort of moved away from that. Uh, so now I'm looking at this here now. And I'm like, well, you know, get rid of these parentheses. But, you know, if you were a CD buyer in uh, 1999 and you saw this, you'd be like, oh, this album's got a song with a parenthesis. I'll, I'll buy it. Um, wait, wait. You know, that was a selling point? Well, let's back this I, I suspect. Up. I don't know, man. I was nine. Or no. How oh. old was I? I was 12. Uh uh, I wasn't, I was, I don't know, I'll tell you what I was listening to. But if you were like, uh, you know, 22 or something like that, and uh, you got a, you know, crisp $20 bill in your pocket, and you don't know where, where you got to buy a CD with it, because CDs were was, were somewhat expensive back then, because um, the, the music industry thought, oh, we're invincible, nothing will ever, we can charge as much as we want for CDs, because nothing's ever going to uh, stand, uh, my way. stand in their way of making money, which... Uh, uh unfortunately um uh did not pan out for them um anyways long story short i'm goofing off too much uh nothing's ever gonna nothing's ever gonna stand in my way again is not the greatest title and summer teeth as well elt has the opposite problem elt should probably just be every little thing yeah uh and this one could probably be like uh you could probably just call this song. I'm just spitballing here. Nothing's ever gonna. Yeah, yeah. That so might be a better song title than "Stand in My Way Again." The song all title one is word. basically the entire chorus. Nothing's yeah. ever gonna stand in my way. Or, or give it, give it one of those titles that, like, the word, the the title doesn't actually appear in the song. Mm -hmm. Um, call it something like, uh, I, I can't, I don't even know what anything. Uh, um, Jeff Tweed's a poet. I'm sure he could. Uh, could think of some crazy like meaningful song title that kind of sums up the song but doesn't appear in the song um but yes as great as the song as this is i don't feel the name of the song does it justice especially because the song itself is a banger yeah it's a good song um you want to jump into the song yes before we do that let's uh just remind everybody go to abcwoko.com find all the ways to support the show but biggest way is to leave a rating review on uh, Apple Music or whatever your podcatcher is, but you can't on Spotify, I guess, according to Kevin. I, I don't have Spotify. Here we go. I love um, the instrumentation of the song. A great testament to Mr. J. Bennett, uh, who is uh, playing acoustic guitar, baritone guitar, ebo guitars. Piano, keyboard, tambourine, backing vocals, and claps. All He's a one-man orchestra on this song. I loved the mix of acoustic guitars uh, with, like, these backup vocals right here. It's a and the song. way those backup vocals sound, Jason? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, definitely the best song we're covering tonight uh, on, the, on, this, on these four episodes. Uh Yeah, yeah those like hand claps there. Yeah, I love that. Mixed with like, there's a bit of darkness in the song in the instrumentation. I hear it in the what I think is a organ. I think it's a theremin. Is that a theremin? 
Uh, there's no theremin in the lineup. It's some sort of keyboard, oh, okay. I would suspect. Um, whatever it is, there's a little bit, of, or maybe that's where the Ebo guitars layered. I don't know, but there's some some darkness, some tension. And this part, do 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 do, like it just hangs for an extra yeah, couple really feet, um, which again like increases a little bit of a tent, a little puts a little bit of tension into what should otherwise be a bright sunny pop rock song. This is kind of Beatlesy, right here. Uh, can you turn my sound down, Jason? Cool. I was having trouble hearing you. You're deep in meaningful words. That made me feel like it's gonna end, but I, 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 I was like, "That's not right." And then I looked over to the sound wave, and it was. Yeah, there's a, a the, just the the. Not only with the instrumentation of the song, but the the way the song moves through the different structures of it, um, just feels like again a tour de force for for Jay Bennett. He's on top of his game on this album. This is the Jay Bennett Wilco album, right? Yeah, uh, the album where he had the biggest influence. Uh, I, I man, I feel like that's a theremin. I, I, I maybe I, I'm obviously you have to listen all the instruments right there in front of you, so you're right. But I just, it, it's possible that because we've seen some inconsistency in, before, so it's possible because I could kind of feel it if like how it could just be someone yeah. moving their hands. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the bass sound in the song too. Yeah, it's good. Hey, that guy Mike, uh, is that his name, Mike? The Loft Chicago? Mark. Mark, I'm sorry. Uh, he probably knows what the if, if there's a theremin in there. So he should drop us a uh, line. Because I think Summer Teeth was the very early days of the Loft. Because uh, um, I, I think. Oh, I wish I knew about this. I'm sorry if I'm incorrect, folks, but my I feel like they used the money they got from Mermaid Avenue to build the first version of the loft. Because um, it was definitely up and up and running uh um in I'm trying to break your heart or in in Yankee with the Foxtrot. So yeah, yeah it must have been around Summer Teeth. Um uh when did Mark yeah, come in who, the picture? Uh, well, I know Mark's been uh, uh, from the Tweety Show. Uh, Mark was working with uh, um, Jeff's wife Susie uh, at their bar Lounge Axe. Oh, so he's, um, he's been around for the. For, for... He, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he was working with a band at that point because the loft is now like when Wilco's on the road, the other bands go in and use the loft um, and and record there, and um, um, uh, it's turned into this you know uh, big thing for the band. Um, or at least for Jeff as the you know owner of Wilco, um, uh, but I don't know what it was like in the early days or uh, or when Mark got involved and then when Tom got involved either. We could probably look through the liner notes because Tom's the engineer um, when he first started working with the band, which I feel like was after the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot era. Hmm. Um, yeah, this song uh, I kind of to me there is a few. Um, Summer Teeth Rockers 
that kind of go together. I'm always in love. Nothing's ever gone stand in my way again. And ELT. Now there's other rockers on Summer Keith. There's Candy Floss. Uh, there is uh, Can't Stand It. But to me, those three songs, um, I always, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I always kind of relate them in my head. Um, uh, so th- th- not saying they sound the same, but they're, they're just, there's a um, something tying those songs together in just the way that they're kind of rock songs with, you know, the darker underbellies. Um, and this is, uh, yeah. I would so, uh, say, so, to, for me, the rockers on Summer Teeth uh, would be Can't Stand It. Yeah. Uh, Shot in the Arm. I love that. That's probably my favorite one. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm Always in Love. That'd be a good one. I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, those would be my, oh, ELT's, ELT's a great one, too. This one doesn't like... This one isn't one of my favorite songs. It's a good song. Hmm. It's not one of my favorite songs of Summer Teeth, though. And it's a good song. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, I think what hurts it is that it's it's so easily compared to other songs on this great album that it yeah. kind of lessens it for me. You know what I mean? There, it, yeah. There's nothing wrong with the song. They couldn't have made it any better. It's just when it com- when compared to the other pieces of the whole, it, it lessens this song for me. It is, um, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it, to me, I kind of rank it, I would rank it over I'm Always in Love. And I think I'm Always in Love is maybe a better song, but the the studio version, as we talked about on that episode, the studio version is just slightly too slow for me. And where this song is 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 dead on this song, because the the instrument the studio use in the song is is so much, this might be the definitive version of this song. Whereas like I'm always in love, you're probably gonna hear a better version of that when you hear the band perform it live. But I don't know if they can perform. Uh, nothing's ever going to stand in my way again because there's just so much layering and so much thought went into the mixing on that song um, that I I don't know if when they perform it live, if it's as great as the studio version, it's probably a more difficult song. And that's probably, sorry. I didn't, I don't know if you noticed the weird face I was giving you. I thought you were saying that you didn't know if they could perform it live. And I was going to say, we've both seen it live. No, no, no. Yeah. But, 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 um, this is not for a song as fun as this, as much of a, a rocker as this is the, in the past, uh, well, it's just six years. So since 2015, the past five years of, of Wilco performances, they have only performed this song four times since, uh, so 2016 once I was there, it was awesome. 2017 that was a Vic show so that was a solo Jeff performance uh and they played at Solid Sound 2019 but I think that was one of the songs where they had the guest singer yeah one of the fans singing with them yeah um which is still a treat to hear because honestly so many people are singing so loud you can barely hear the guest singer most of them did or I think all of them did a really good job anyway and then I guess they did at Sky Blue Sky Fest in uh early 2020 so not a song they perform live I would say they need to bust it out more often, but maybe they, um, maybe I'm right with my fear to speculate wildly. Uh, maybe that it's just not as easy to perform as uh, I'm always in love or, or something like that. Yeah. Cause the studio feels like an instrument uh, in this song. Um, uh, yeah. That's, that's a really good way to phrase it. Actually. That's that, that, that's maybe one of the reasons that I lessen it. Uh, if that makes sense. Um, now I have to remember when we had, 
uh, that that hilarious was it? Uh, forget the flowers, uh, where where you thought the lyrics were something uh, totally different than what they were, and we laughed. No, no, no. I laughed. thought the title was uh, "Flowers on Sunday." Flowers on Sunday. I yeah, the, I thought the title of the song was "Flowers on Sunday." Um, no, there was something with the lyrics in one of those songs. Maybe not "Forget the Flowers." Maybe. Um, uh, well, I'm an idiot. Oh, so I, mean, the... I mean, you're. you're, no, you're sorry, anyway, right. anyways, anyways, I'm trying to. I'm trying to poke. See, like I'm, I'm trying to bring myself down here, self-deprecating. I always assumed for years that the lyrics of this song were, "I'll be above being in love," like he's too good to be in love. Like he's he's above that. That's for children. I'll uh, be above. What is he saying right there? Uh, the actual one. lyrics, according to the Wilco World website, which we know is never wrong, uh, is all the above for being in love. All the above for being in love. All the above. So everything. Also, it's like a list of something. And this is the last item on that list. All this for being in love. Yeah. So it's uh, so everything from before that is uh, we'll find a way regardless to make some sense out of this mess. Well, it's a test that I believe a kiss is all we need. And then all the above for being in love. So everything from above that, uh, so that I just read, uh, is um, uh, what you have to go through to be in love, I guess, uh, to really analyze, overanalyze the lyrics in a way. I'm sure uh, Jeff never thought uh, when he was writing the song that two punk heads would uh, one day record a. Uh, 200 podcast. episodes about his uh, 200 episodes <laughs> what a jeff mean with this we're doing it um i gotta admit kevin i like his lyric better than yours <laughs> uh sh- yeah probably probably better um uh um yeah it, lyrically i always like this song this is one of the songs that um when i you know first listened to the song as a teenager kind of really spoke to me because it's clearly about relationship issues uh the protagonist uh uh thinks that they just need to kiss and make up uh but then things go wrong because he and he's you know committed at the end he's not gonna let that happen again um uh um which you know a lot of times with with jeff lyrics where you know i may maybe understand particular lines but how they all relate to each other um uh is up in the air this song though i think uh you know a little bit more straightforward but there's still some really cool um lyrics i'm a bomb regardless is uh uh one of the best what do you think it is about relationships and problems in relationships that that's where every guy it it seems like guys write songs about relationships or they go the led zeppelin route and they write songs about uh lord of the The hobbit lord of the rings yeah yeah um, I mean, I, yeah, but I think, you know, I was just listening to, um, my wife just got the Lucy Dacus. Do you know Lucy Dacus? She's on Matador. I, do not. Uh, I don't know if she's ever opened for Wilco, but she's part of the boy genius. It's like Phoebe Bridgers, Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus. They're like, uh, they're, they're kind of like the modern day female, uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Yeah. And then they, they sing on each other's solo albums and then they all, they do, uh, re- uh they've done one release now as a, as a group. Anyways, uh, I'm listening to her album and her new album is all very autobiographical. There's no songs on it that you're sitting there thinking, what is this song about? Like every song is very, um, lyrically, I was going to say straightforward, but that's 
kind of putting it down. It's very upfront with what the lyrics are about, but it's all it's all relationship stuff, right? I don't think that's anything exclusive to men. Um, um, I think it, it's just the one common thing that you know, no matter who you are, everyone goes through you know bad relationships or comes on too strong or you know throws throws it all away and realizes they made a huge mistake when it's too late like that's just kind of universal part of growing up part of i mean growing up and part of something that you know if you find yourself 40 and you're still single is probably something you're going to go through again it's it's something that's or you're 40 and you're single again it's something you're going to go through again probably i'd imagine um um yeah it's just uh something that everyone it's easily relatable whereas if i, I try so, to write yeah. a song about my favorite band not playing canada enough <laughs> other canadians they'll understand but americans are gonna be like well no way like you ever see people from california california listeners i'm not talking about you guys if you're listening to the show and you're from california i love you but people from california will be like oh they never play san diego but they play like oakland which is like an hour away i don't know if that's true but they'll, they'll play like no. a city that's an hour away from another city uh, but they'll complain, well, they never come here. Meanwhile, I have to drive like 12 hours to see a, any band, uh, and I don't complain about it once. Well, so, I probably complain about it a bit. Just to clear that up, and I am no geographer, so if I'm wrong, somebody please tell me. But I, my understanding of California is San Diego is like almost Mexico, and Oakland is basically San Francisco. And that's like Listen, man. middle okay, of the Okay, state. okay, okay, maybe that's what I meant, San Francisco and Oakland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, that um, so, but all the, the, the there's they both start with sand. Okay, it's a foreign country. Forgive me. Forgive me, Jason. Um, uh, but anyways, they're they're playing like an hour, an hour and a half away. Um, uh, and meanwhile, I can't even get them to enter my country anymore because they have given up on me. They heard about the podcast. They haven't liked some of the things <laughs> I've said, and they're saying, you know what? Screw you, Kevin. We're not even coming to your country anymore. And I've let down my countrymen. They're not coming to Ohio either, man. So, um, so don't stop throwing your pity party and just. Uh, 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 I'm pretty glad that they're not coming to Ohio because I. They are playing Columbus, Ohio on August 29th. Oh, but that's the day. Yeah. Okay. So, you, I, that's right. You invited. You asked me if I wanted to go to that. That's that, that's right. But I couldn't because that's the day after. A day after. Because you're I, going to another Wilco show yeah. that's a couple hours away. Okay, I'm an asshole. I'm, I lied just now. Then I, I don't know what to tell you. I've, uh, I don't remember okay. half the conversations I have with people. I, for, Kevin, I, for, I forgive you, Jason. Well, should we wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap this one up and go to the next song. Uh, go to abcwilco.com. Find all the ways to support the show. Buy a T-shirt. Buy my. Uh, buy our Patreon subscription. Buy my art by going to hessesbest.com. You can find me on, he on Instagram at hessesbest. Uh, you can find Kevin on Instagram at Kevin Vinyl. And I think that's it. It's been so long. We, we took Go like check out the 12-string guitar I just bought. Oh, and For yeah. you listeners, it, it was uh, like, a, I don't know, eight weeks ago or something like that. Go check it out on my Instagram uh, at Kevin Vinyl account. It's just, just look at it. 12 and then imagine uh, me playing it poorly. Uh, what's that? 12-string jazz master, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's an electric 12. It's a kind of a jazz master shape, though. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next episode. Until then, every little thing is going to tell you your part.